What are three great tools for a Scrum Master and why? Well, it depends what we define as a tool. Um, I'm a coach. Um, some of you may not be surprised by the first one. Questions. Asking questions, not telling people what to do. Sign of a great Scrum Master for me is somebody who is curious, somebody who wants to explore the options. So instead of being the advisor, being the teacher, be that person who provokes thought and insight. Craft questions and a well-crafted question will open up a lot of new thinking and creativity in individuals and teams. So use them. Please don't fall in to the tendency of some and just ask why. You don't want to be that nagging toddler that's just walked around going, why, 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 why? If you haven't had toddlers and they're in your future, good luck. If you have had, I'm sure you sympathise. So questions are important, particularly the powerful questions that really expand thinking. That would be tool number one, because you're not there to tell people how to do their job. You're there to create an environment which includes a mental space for them to do a great job. And the best way I know how is, without a doubt, by asking questions rather than telling people what to do. That way, they will explore the space together. They will own the outcome and they will have learned more. And that is really the essence of what we're trying to do as a Scrum Master, is create a team that is self-managing, that isn't reliant on us. So... Questions would be number one. Number two, a bit of a funny one, silence. Just stop talking. See what happens. Most people can't abide it. When I'm teaching, when I'm coaching, whatever, I am happy to stand in silence for a long, long time. Most people can't get to 10 seconds. So they start talking to fill the gap. Well, that becomes interesting because if they're talking and it's relevant, they're exploring the space within which they found themselves. So it may be the problem space that they're talking about. It may be in a retrospective talking about the problems, but if they're talking and it's relevant, everybody is learning something new. So silence is a very powerful tool. Okay, one that's underrated because most people can't sit in silence. They're not happy with themselves in their own thoughts. They want to express outwards what's happening use that to your advantage because when they're doing that combine that with some good questions a you've often got the hallmarks of great coaching but again you're giving them space to explore and learn and grow number three Whew. big stick no um what else would i want a great scrum master to have See, one and two are easy. And if you're ever coaching and they give you two, always push for that third. And if they give you three, push for that fourth. So, um, the visualisation tools. I'm going to go with a release burn-up. Okay? Really, it belongs to the product owner, but I'm a big fan of them. I love, A, building them. I like playing with spreadsheets. Nothing wrong with that, I'm told, often in a sarcastic fashion. But... 
it's a great tool for visualizing to everybody where you are, where you're going, what's possible. It's a tool that I should probably explain what a release burn up is for those who don't know. A release burn up is simply a cumulative total of everything you've achieved sprint by sprint burning upwards. So the line is trending upwards, okay? Graphed against the total size of your backlog for that sprint. So we have a line coming across the top, it's probably a bit wavy, and we have a line and hopefully a point at which they'll meet. It's a forecasting tool, but also it's an explanation tool. It's a way of forecasting. We can look at how many points we're burning each sprint with a little bit of statistical voodoo. We can trend forwards and say, well, you know, based on standard deviations and stuff, we're going to hit the current backlog at this rate. And we can also, if we really want, look at, well, our backlog changes by this much each sprint. So that's increasing at this rate. And somewhere down the line, those two lines will converge. We will probably, with the data we have today, have completed our backlog then which is great that might be a release that might be hopefully before the key date that the CEO has stood up at the conference and declared but it gives you a visual way of understanding where you are within that as well I will often annotate it I will give people rough ideas of where key markers in the backlog are maybe at this point, we'll have completed that full capability. That feature set will be ready to deliver there. This customer will be as satisfied as we intend to at that point. And that becomes a great conversation in the sprint review with your stakeholders, with your sponsors. For what order to do these things, it's very goal based. So we're not talking about individual features. I'm not saying item number 46 will be completed on this day. I'm saying all of the relevant data flows will be in at this point. What the relevant data flows are, we'll work out when we get closer. But by our estimation, we reckon it'll be done around then. And if that's too late, they can pull it forward as a big bucket. Okay, understanding that other things go back. So it becomes a tool for a conversation. Not only is it explaining what the future may look like, but it helps people engage in a conversation about that future, the art of the possible. So three tools for you, questions, silence, and I love me a good release burn up. If you've got to this point in the video, I hope you've enjoyed it. If so, a like would be appreciated. If you wanna hear more from me, more answers to questions that maybe you've got in the agile world, please subscribe to the channel. And if you've got a question that you really want answered, drop it in the comments. I promise we'll get around to it. Thank you.